broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. And welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 64 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I, I've got Trevor and Damon here today. We got the whole crew uh, together. How's it what going, do we gentlemen? Do episode 100. Well, what I are mean, we going to even do? I, I mean, we're going to have to do something cool, right? I mean, do we we're have still to do anything off, for 75? Though. I mean, we could. Yeah, we could. We're not far off from that. Yeah, I mean, I can't so believe we're at 64. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. It's been over two years now that we've been doing this. Really? It doesn't seem <laughs> like that long. <laughs> I know. It is. It's crazy. I, right? I tell you, while I know people would like uh, every week, I think that it not being every week has been helpful in keeping it sustainable for yep. us. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It is a lot. I, if you ask anybody that does a weekly podcast, they will tell you it is a lot to do it every week. It is uh, It is a lot of work to get get a podcast done every week. Now, given our, our shows will be a lot shorter, um, you know, we'd, we'd probably be under an hour. Uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Every time I tell my wife I'm going to be under an hour and a half, uh, you know, doing this podcast, she always, like, rolls her eyes at me because she knows it's never true. Yeah, my wife doesn't believe me anymore when I say that. <laughs> it's like no we're gonna keep it short this week for real <laughs> yeah. never never does except for the one that damon and i did uh before the d23 one when uh that you couldn't join us yeah. we were like 45 minutes on that one in and out so no one's saying you're verbose though that's not what we're getting at we're, no that's that's like, not getting but it. three of us <laughs> definitely has a lot more to talk about than two i think i would agree <laughs> oh no that's that's totally true yeah that's that's 100 percent true um so that's pretty funny uh it's funny because if you look back at our very first podcast i think we we're at like 40 minutes it was pretty short and then we've slowly gotten ourselves to like an hour and a half hour 45 every time so but anyway let's let's continue on here we we've got a we've got a little bit of a of an announcement right i guess or trumpet sounds are you inserting trumpet sounds here? yeah there's gonna be, be background there's gonna be trumpet sounds yeah okay i like that i'm gonna, I'm gonna put those in here so a kazoo. <laughs> a kazoo. <laughs> With a kazoo. I, I like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, as we've gotten, I don't want to say bigger because that makes me sound like, that makes it sound really arrogant here. But as we've gotten more and more likes on our Facebook page, you guys have been sharing more and more things to our Facebook page. The problem is Facebook doesn't do a very good job of telling us when you share things to our Facebook page. And truthfully, those things get kind of buried and we lose out on some of that interaction. So we've we've had a couple people ask us this for a while. Why don't we just start a Facebook group, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start a Facebook group. It's already been started. Yeah, there's a secret Facebook group that we have that's already been started. But what we need help with is naming it. Well, no, no, no. Well, see, well, see. First, we need people. Yeah. We need people. <laughs> Without One. people, we don't need to name it anything. <laughs> well, we need to, we need a name and we need to, you know, yeah, we need both. <laughs> So I, I think the first thing is, is that, you know, for anyone that's following us, it, you, we should be seeing a link to the Facebook page or to the Facebook group when, uh, when, when this goes podcast up. goes live. Yeah. And it will have a very generic vanilla Tom name, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, fitting. What? What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I haven't heard anyone come up with anything better. So, <laughs> oh gosh, the, again. So my vote will be for for the haunted river country group. <laughs> that will be my. That's what I vote for. I mean, it's it's a good name. What we're gonna do is we're so we're gonna put this page out to out there to everybody. We want to solicit your ideas for a name of our group. Uh, once we, you know, that will be the first post. While we. 
one of the first posts. Yeah, it'll be it'll one be of the, the first post. posts. Yeah. The pin yeah. post, yes. And so we want your names. Well, you know, whatever. We've done this before. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, we, uh, you know, we had asked, we, we, for a little while, we did some mini episodes on in between weeks. Um, and say, for, and when I say for a little while, I mean, we did two of them. Um, they were great though, weren't they? They were, they were so good. I would love they to were get fun. back to doing those. They were fun. They were um, fun. yeah, I think we should do those again someday when we have time. <laughs> I, I agree. Once, once I think life settles down here, I'm, I'm game to, to get into that again. Yeah, I those that haven't listened to the waitlist episodes, check those out because I, I think they're fun. So, um, but what were we talking about? Oh, so yeah, we need your name ideas, and we're gonna whittle them down to a couple options, and then we'll do a poll, um, and then you know whoever came up with that name will will send you something. Um, Wait, did you get the hats in yet? I did not get that. They're currently being sewn. Okay, so, nice. Yeah. So again, as we always talk about, there's only certain ways you can get hats. Yep, and this would right. be one of those ways. This will be one of those mm. ways to get a hat. So, um, and our, our 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 California correspondent Gina emailed me a picture of her at Disneyland with our shirt too. So, you know, Gina's nice. Gina's already ahead of the game here. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, also, Damon, I don't know if you heard this, I, and this is totally unrelated to the group, but uh, our our store in our store we can start selling pins. They they launched a new product pins. for pins. And what I think we pins? need to make I think we need to make a golden button uh, the the golden I'm actually celebrating my birthday pin. Ooh, <laughs> that would be nice. And what, interestingly enough, is when I go in November, our friends she's going to be there, not actually celebrating her birthday, but celebrating her birthday, and I'm yeah. going to razz her about that. So, yes, that would be a great <laughs> pin to have. I don't know when the next time I'll be there at my actual birthday, and we're going to miss my son's birthday by a day, so he wouldn't be able to wear it, nor would he wear it. Let's put, to be honest, he's a teenager. He he's a teenager. Wear it he's not wearing a pin. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I might actually have to go to Disney in August just to wear my pin. Uh, it's, you know, again, it's, we're already sidetracked. But what I was going to say is, is that, <laughs> you know, I'm already thinking about buying more points myself. And, you know, we were talking about it because I think that what we're going to try to do is even while our kids are, you know, they're not in college yet, but they're getting close, is that we're going to try to take a short just us vacation to Disney every year, like a longer weekend sort of thing. So uh, I might do that around my birthday. That would be interesting. There you mm. go. Then you can use your golden. Uh, we, well, we're get, we got to design it first, obviously. But well, that's true. Know, that's you know something we can sell in our store now. But maybe we should go back to the Facebook group. I know this was an aside. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to tell people what the name of it is now so they can start joining it, or what do we want to do? But with just this? as Trevor said, when this gets posted, the link will be there. Telling them now doesn't help. No one's listening now, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we, true. We, we can say it all we want, but it's not going to matter until this goes live. <laughs> that that's, is true. It's so, a fair, so it's a fair point. So for those of you listening, go to the Facebook page and you'll see the link <laughs> unless tom forgot to post the link and then you know well i mean that's a distinct possibility um it is linked to our page somehow though it will be linked to our page somehow so they should be able to get to it but we'll we'll, we'll send it out to everybody and you can join the page and uh we're gonna have some fun with it it's gonna be I, i'm not gonna say it's gonna be a dis- different disney group because you know there's a lot of disney groups out there um but um, obviously there's going to be a lot of our show and in, interjected into it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a place where you guys can interact with us more and easier, I would say. Yes. Because while this episode happens to be a little bit heavy in listener emails, which we always love and write are always enjoyable to go over, you know, we've already had to cut out a few. And again, that's just the way it is with the podcast. Like Tom won't say it. The podcast is getting bigger. I mean, that's great. Like, you know, we love yeah. it. That's why we continue to do it because if it wasn't getting bigger, we'd all be very upset crying in our corners and, you know, maybe we wouldn't <laughs> want to do it. So the fact that we are getting a little bit bigger, it becomes a little bit harder to read everyone's, you know, emails on the podcast episode 
episodes. But I can tell you that we will probably address every single one of them when they go on this Facebook page. And it also instills a, a sense of community as well, right? Because, you know, it's it's not just us, but, you know, the list, like you guys listening to this, I'm sure you guys want to talk back and forth about, you know, things that we say or, or you know, stuff from the podcast. So it, it gives all of us that opportunity to communicate better. And for yeah. everyone to make fun of me writing about how I go to bed early. So that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, or, you know. Yeah, I won't, I won't be responding from the hours of 8.30 in the morning to about 6.30 in the morning most nights because I'll be asleep. But, you know. Other 8.30 than that, at night, you mean, to 6.30 yeah, in the morning? Yeah, sorry. 8.30 <laughs> at night to 6.30 in the morning, yes. Yeah, no, it's, I, that's understandable. I, I, you know, and that's the thing. So a lot of you guys really, uh, you're doing this already. A lot of the responses that come from the episodes that we just talked about end up getting posted to our Facebook page, but nobody can really see that. And it's, it kind of, it ruins it because there's no discussion around it. Well, the other thing is too, like we, we've gotten, you know, a fair amount of messages and, and, you know, we're going to get to this one eventually after we all stop talking about other things. But, you know, one of the things I got to talk about was a cruise thing, right? Tom, did you didn't take that one out? Did you? No, no, no. no. That's the first question on there. First question on there. Right. And it was, I had a great interaction um, with, you know, Christy. And again, we're going to address it for the rest of the people. But, you know, we had a lot of back and forth that I'm sure other people would have benefited from as well. Sure. And I mean, we also, you know, we we talked to you. You shouted out, uh, uh, it was a Disney Dads, right? Uh, Podcast. And, um, you know, we might we might try to do something with them in the future. We, you know, shout out to was Mike, I think. Right. That reached out to us. I believe so. Yes. I would love to do something with them. Six people on a podcast. It might be three hours long, but that would be so crazy. But I would love that. I I, (laughs) have to like book a day. I'd have to like listen to everybody. Like can't have any events this day because I got a three hour podcast. (laughs) That would be amazing. I I really want to do a crossover with them. I think. And I think it would work great as we do like three hours. I mean, listen, three hours is crazy. Even if it was two hours and they do, you know, they get an hour. We get an hour. Yeah, that's totally. Mm -hmm. uh, That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) <laughs> all right it's 10 minutes in let's get to some let's get to some listening oh, yeah, the first one's me meat, so okay yeah, yeah this, right, is, first this one's is all meat. you right here all right hi guys first off i absolutely love your podcast while it's not the only one i listen to it's the one i okay i'm gonna start changing some grammar here is the it is the one that i <laughs> hope for new episodes of all right there we go okay my name is christy i'm a family of five kids or 16 13 and 7 which is very close to what my situation is i'm at 15 13 and 9. Anyway, we have been DVC members for five years and we own 175 points, which is what I own. Resale at Animal Kingdom and 50 points direct at Polly, which they have more points than me, which is great for them, which is why I was talking about buying more points. Anyway, I was hoping maybe you guys, or should I say specifically Damon, since he's the one of you, one of the three of you that cruises can do a segment soon about cruises. I'm currently shopping to book a cruise and while I am, of course, leaning towards Disney, I need him to push me over the edge to get over the price tag. To be honest, I don't even know what questions to even ask as we've never cruised before, period. One that comes to mind is being, will being DVC members be recognized even though we're paying cash? Uh, I'd love to hear about why Disney Cruise is the way to go other than the other fact that it's Disney, I guess. What should I expect? So we had a long back and forth about this and then I thought about it an awful lot. And I actually, I talked about this a little bit after one of my cruises. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase here. And you know what? I'm going to make some adjustments to my thought process here to hopefully make this easier for everyone as well as, as Christy. And, you know, the first thing is, yes, you will get recognized again. What did I win? I won like $250 at the DVC members mixer thingy. Like it was awesome. So like I, they, not only do they recognize you, but you have a chance to win prizes and all sorts of stuff. And like I said, I got a $250 credit, I think on the boat, which is not something to sneeze at. Um, the other thing is that's where I got my hats, buttons, 
all sorts of stuff. There's actually, a, you know, right next to the tech people, which there's a DVC little booth there. Um, I also almost bought more points that cruise as well, but I did not, that being said. Um, all right, so let's talk about just cruising with Disney. This is what I'm going to say. You know, I made the point of the fact that Disney does not nickel and dime you, and they don't, right? So you're definitely paying more, but you're getting more. I think it really kind of boils down to a few different things. So again, I'm going to speak for what my opinion is here, and this is after speaking with Christy and you know thinking about it some more. I kind of am going to streamline it like this. I've been on cruises before I was on a Disney cruise. Disney's the best, no doubt about it. But if I was going on my first cruise, I don't know if I would necessarily pull a Disney cruise to start with. I think the one thing I worry about often is, you know, especially my kids, they used to get car sick is, you know, what happens with a Disney cruise in terms, you know, any cruise for that matter, in terms of, you know, being a little sick, enjoying that atmosphere of a cruise. It is definitely a different atmosphere. You know, again, I love Disney the best, but I think if I was going to do my first cruise, I, I'd cut down the cost a little bit. I wouldn't do the extra, so I wouldn't necessarily go on a Norwegian carnival um, or Royal Caribbean and be looking to do excursions, extra things. I would actually do like kind of like a, a prep cruise, like a three to four day, you know, Bahama prep cruise for a little bit of a, a cheaper price point to see what I felt about cruising. Because here's the thing: At the end of the day, if you don't enjoy cruising, it's a lot of money to put out for a cruise. And while I love cruising, I knew that before I got on the boat. Um, so to go to a Disney after being on a, my first one was actually a carnival. Um, and again, there is no comparison there in terms of, you know, what there is to do, but just kind of doing that cruise first and, and having this understanding of what, you know, to expect, you know, I think was, was worth it. The other thing is, is our first Disney cruise was a very short cruise as well. It was the double dip though, a castaway key, which was, again, unfortunately quite expensive, but but nice. It was a four-day, I believe. Um, we got the Castaway Key twice. I'm not a fan of the Bahamas, right? Like, I'm not a fan of getting off in Nassau. Like, I just, that's not me. I enjoy the cruise portion of it. So I think if I was going to do a Disney cruise, I don't know, again, that would be the one I would do for seven days personally. But that all being said, my opinion is this. If it's your first cruise, I might consider a cheaper cruise line just to understand how you enjoy cruising and how you cruise, right? Like, Because, again, your first trip to Disney is different than your current trip to Disney. Most of the time, you have a better understanding of what's going on. And if I was to do a Disney as my first cruise because you just feel that you need to, I don't think I'd do a seven-day. I'd do a shorter cruise. I'd get a you know bearing for how everyone feels during the cruise because, again, it's not just the motion of the boat. It's the size of the rooms. It's the bathrooms. It's the showering. All of that is the same on every cruise ship and it may not be your thing and to spend a lot of money on something that's not your thing be it disney norwegian whoever it is it is a difficult pill to swallow hopefully that answered somewhat of your question i know that i was kind of you know <laughs> i was i was not making it any easier for christy during our discussions as you know i kind of was <laughs> you know trying to lead her down a path but after truly thinking about it that's my thought on cruising take it as you will have you have you ever done like a combo where you go to Disney and then like go to the, go on the cruise right after? Or is that... I have not. I believe though that if I understand correctly, uh, Katie, the person who was kind enough to bring us to Bush Gardens for the Wolf um, exhibit, she's the oh, Wolf yeah. trainer there. I believe she just did that. Oh, okay. So if she's listening, which hopefully she is, um, you know, she could also probably answer some questions as well. Again, that's my personal feeling, especially with kids that are a little bit older with that age. I mean, my kids, you know, 
again, the Disney clubs are great. My kids were less interested in that because they were a little bit older. And then again, when if you're less interested in the Disney clubs, right, I start to feel like, oh gosh, am I really utilizing the money that I'm spending on Disney? So my next cruise, which again, I'm going the opposite way because I'm trying to keep the cost down. I may end up doing a Norwegian, which also has five room, five person rooms, um, and not doing any of the extra stuff just to cruise because I just enjoy the cruising part. I enjoy the fact that my kids have no Wi-Fi and they have to sit and eat with us every time. <laughs> so there's the, my benefit there as well. So again, hopefully that helps Christy out a little bit more. Um, I know, like I said, we were going back and forth. And again, after thinking about it some more, that that's kind of where I landed. Did she? Did you have any follow up questions that that would also be good to answer? Or I, I'm not going to lie. Your conversation was really long, so I didn't read all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that probably answers most of what she was looking for at, at this point. Okay, well that's good. I'd love to hear what she decides. I get. Listen, I get the the, the desire to want to do the yeah. Disney cruise. I get it, especially after being on one. I truly understand it. But I am very com- comfortable and confident on the fact that my family loves cruising. So I, I can, I yeah. can, you know, spin that wheel. The other downside is I'll be honest with you. I'm a big casino person and there is no casino on There's Disney no ships. Gambling. No. Uh, yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> I, listen, it makes sense on Disney cause I wouldn't want to be stuck in the casino and I might be stuck in the casino had that, you know, had it, <laughs> they had one. Right. I mean, but how cool would it be to have a Mickey Mouse roulette wheel? Anyway, I mean, that all being said, <laughs> Donald Duck playing craps. I might be there. Right? I mean, okay. that would be kind of great. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense that there's no, there's yeah. no casino, it, but, it, and the thing is that I'll tell you, a, a cruise really brings the, the family together. And I know other, um, and Disney as well. They offer Wi-Fi packages. Again, if you can really unwind and unplug, Stay away from them. They're expensive. And, and honestly, it helps you kind of connect with your, with your family as well. Listen, unless you have something at home you really, truly have to deal with. But that being said, I think that was one of my favorite things is my kids had no Wi-Fi. Like, it was wonderful. But I'm I, sure, yeah, that that's great. I, I, you know, I think it's a good thing to unplug. I'm like you, Damon, actually. I, I you know, the cruise I've done in the past, I, I enjoy sea days as opposed to, like, you know, being mm-hmm. in port somewhere. So. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, anything, Trevor, you want to add? Or I, I mean, I know I definitely want to do a cruise in the next couple of years. See, I'm just waiting for my daughter to get a little older so she can enjoy it a little more. So uh, I think I'm going to have to pull a Damon on this one and say kind of kind of the same way you feel about uh, Disneyland. <laughs> Cruising is the same thing for me. <laughs> hey, I, I can fully relate then. I get it, yeah. right? Like I can understand. I mean, I might go to Disneyland next year, but that all being said, Trevor, I understand. Yeah, I no, really but... badly want you to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Sorry, I, Trevor, I, what were you going to say? I, I really do as well. Just to just to go and just like, I want to go and wear my shirt and just have a big frown on the whole time and be like, <laughs> you know, I have a video of myself just going, this is horrible. This place is horrible. Angrily but, eating but, a churro. Yeah, but, but secretly, <laughs> like after the camera's off, like being like, oh, this is the best place ever. I can't believe I've never been here before. <laughs> I, I I know what you mean, Damon. I yeah, I, I know what you're in for. <laughs> and, and it's funny, Trevor. Like I get it, right? Because like if you're not, and I guess this is kind of why I was telling Christy, right? She's never been on a cruise. Like you could think you're really gonna love a cruise and not love it, and then you could be like my wife, who really just was not, you know, the cruising type. She's like, I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't want to go on a cruise. And I was like. Well, you're going anyway, so you, you know either we're going without you or you can come with us. And then it was her favorite thing to do. She's like, "Oh my goodness, cruising is the best vacation I've ever had." So, you know, it's a gamble, and I just feel like as for your first gamble, right, you should just keep the cost low. 
And again, the other thing is you get caught up with so much stuff that there is to do on the ship. Like you don't get to do any of the excursion stuff that you might want to do on Disney. But if you had gone on a different cruise and didn't do excursions, you'd feel like you're, you know, again, you, you need a trainer cruise sometimes. And I'd rather do a trainer cruise for a cheaper price. And, and you know, to, to your point about like how, you know, you want to go to Disney. I actually, I would like to go on a cruise, but um, again, with, with, the issues my wife has had with motion sickness. You just, you shouldn't. I, yeah, I don't want to push it. I like if, if an opportunity came up where, you know, I ended up on a cruise for a couple of days, you know, with some friends or something. Yeah. I would probably take it, but as well, it stands and, right now, I don't see it happening. And Trevor, here's the other interesting thing again, as Tom can probably, you know, attest to as well is that, you know, when we were in the New York area, um, the, the thing is you could take like, you know, the cruises around like, you know, Statue of Liberty and things like that to kind of like check yourself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just to kind of check. Yourself. Now, I it was interesting enough when I was in Hilton Head this time. I, I don't know if I did. I tell you guys we went sailing. You you didn't even tell us about your trip to Hilton Head at all. I don't think. Oh, that's funny. I think like, we yeah. went to we went to Hilton Head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But one of the things was is my you know my my wife's uh, father lives in San Francisco and he sails like he sails like across the globe sailing. So one of the things he wanted to do was he's like you know what. He's like, I actually want to get everyone out on the sailboat and teach my boys how to sail. And I, I wasn't all that interested, but I said, all right, you know what, I, I'm game. And we went out there, and I was like, okay, like, my stomach's okay, right? Like, I'm just okay. Um, you know, the boys were okay as well. But it was like this little, like, check of like, all right, I'm okay. Like, I could do this. Like, I could cruise. I, I think you almost need to do things like that first just to give yourself a check. And listen, doing it on a on a lake doesn't cut it, right? Like you got to hit the, the open water. Like you got to hit the ocean and see what you can take because my son was sick. We were in – when we went on one of our cruises, we were in a tropical storm. And listen, he threw up that night, and I, I probably could have thrown up that night, but the food was just so good there was no way I was letting it come back up. <laughs> but like there was people throwing up all over the place, and it, it's the people that are a little bit more motion sickness. So, Trevor, your best bet would to be to do one of those – around you know yeah, what's out your way oh well, um, what's the alcatraz like you know isn't there like a, a boat ride around that or something like something along those lines to get a feel for it but right, if you yeah. have no interest you have no interest i don't think i don't think you'd ride 15 you know u.s grand on uh yeah. testing out that theory exactly and, and i think for us like the best option would almost be like an alaska cruise or something because those actually ah uh, yes let's I'm, go out of vancouver I'm, don't they yeah. like yeah, yeah I'm they're, very they're close interested enough in and they're, they're cheap enough for us here. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. I'll be honest with you. That's one of my goals is the Alaska cruise. I would love to do an Alaska cruise. That'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah, but you're totally right, though. I mean, there is quite a sticker shock when it comes to Disney and, like, you know, with the Disney cruises. And because uh, I've priced them out before many times. And, and to your point, like, you know, the last place you want to be stuck on is a cruise ship for a week. If you're motion sick, right? Mm-hmm. You're just going to be miserable for a week because there's nowhere to go to make it better. Yeah. And, you know? the, and, and the other thing is, too, is like, you know, people don't understand that if you have any sort of claustrophobia, those rooms are small. Like, they're, they're not big, they're small. And if you like, if you're the sort of person, like, <laughs> this is funny. So here, here, here's a personal thing of mine, too. I like my own bathroom. I like to be able to have the opportunity to use it when I would like. Having one very small bathroom for five people with no real other good avenue for a bathroom is is difficult, right? Like, especially if you don't feel well because you're on a cruise or you ate too much. Listen, everyone's going to eat way too much, right? It is going to make that bathroom have a higher usage than you you think because you're eating a lot of food (laughs) at all times. So, again, 
you know, there's no, uh, for people that cruise, they fully understand this. You, you need like some like sort of like poopery or some sort of like, <laughs> that bathroom is right there. Like, again, these are all things that like you need to make sure that you're comfortable with before you're a week of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's actually, it's funny you talk about that because um, we've been going through this home reno for the last couple of months and we've lost or we lost two of our bathrooms and, and brutal, we were, isn't it? Yeah. We were all sharing a bathroom and that you're, you're absolutely right. Is you know, brutal. when you're used to having your own space and then suddenly everybody's sharing the same space, well, it's not fun. <laughs> no, my parents are living with us now as their construction on their part of the house, you know, gets done for us. So we just lost one bathroom and I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is the worst thing ever. Right. And we have five bathrooms and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine losing, you know, two. I feel for you. Like, I feel like I was in college. Gosh, we've talked way too long about this. I, I got to move us on here. <laughs> Tom, was, Tom was like, Tom was like, you know, hey, this one's going to be so short because all we have is email stuff. Tom, we're almost at half an hour. I, you, we're still true. on cruising. We have a, we have a tendency to elaborate a lot on things, which is why we have long episodes. So. But I think that's wow. good. This, this, this is a long one. I, I don't want to read this one. I, Trevor, let, you want to read this one? I'll, 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 I'll take a shot at this, all right? It's okay. not that long. <laughs> well, okay, it, it's split up into a couple of points, yeah, yeah. though. All right, so so uh, Robert wrote in, and he says, uh, Hey, guys, uh, you always say on the podcast to reach out uh, on Facebook, so that's what I'm doing. So thank you, Robert. Um, wanted to let you all, or wanted to tell you all a quick story. I've been listening to your show for over a year now. My wife and I went to Disney on our honeymoon about three years ago and have pretty much gone every year since then. About a year and a half ago, I started researching DVC and mentioning to her, and things didn't really seem to click. We just went on a trip a week ago, right before the Galaxy's Edge previews, and I talked her into taking the DVC tour because it was very hot, and they promised us AC, ice cream, and free fast passes, which, I mean, those are all, yeah, that's (laughs) all good reasons to take the tour, even if you're not planning on buying it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, they missed the ice cream, which uh, that's okay. But the, but other than that, uh, they got the whole tour experience. Um, they're driven around backstage and, uh, and he says they gave them fast passes at the drop of a hat. Uh, Robert goes on to say, he mentioned to his tour guide that he had been researching and had been trying to convince his wife and that, uh, he said the tour guide knew from that moment that he had us. I, I don't feel that the tour guides really work that way. Like they, it's not really pressure, but I, I know what you mean, Robert is that yeah. I'm, I'm sure they figured out that, yeah, you were, you were just, just needed that push over the fence. <laughs> uh, he graciously explained everything to her in a way I had not been able to. And I saw the light bulb go off. Uh, I was also able to answer some clarifying questions about dues, financing perks and buying through the Dis- through Disney versus resale, which I would have thought with a, which I would have thought of without, or uh, sorry, I would not have thought of without your podcast. So, okay, good. I'm I'm glad that uh, we helped you out there, Robert. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, he says we flew back home as members of Copper Creek, and he's already trying to find a way to add on more points than 75. Uh, the thing that got them is that they've been staying at Pop Century for the last few trips, but with the gondolas coming in, the price of the rooms at the Pop has almost doubled for some nights next year. I didn't realize this. I, I guess that kind of makes sense because they're getting their own transportation. I assume that would happen. Like you get the monorail premium, but I, I, I mean, I don't routine, routinely check, you know, pop century prices. So, right. And, and yeah, but I, yeah, I guess, cause I thought pop was like a value resort, right? Yeah. So pop, yeah, pop is value. Yeah. It so, is. 
So they're bumping it up because it has direct transportation. That's interesting. I don't know if they're bumping it up from a value. I think the price is just changing. I don't you mm. know. I think it's still a value, but it's just not as good of a value. Is that yeah, what we said? As, yeah. The days of under a hundred dollars a night are, 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 you know, I want to, I don't want to say gone, but you know, yeah, not, frequent. not very often anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So to continue on with what Robert was saying, he says he's, he saw that, uh, his monthly co- cost for financing with Disney was less than what they were saving for the monthly, what they were saving monthly for the, this past trip and would give them uh, a deluxe resort for 48 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> M- minus your dues. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, th- yes, that, yes. That's the thing is you, you're, people forget you, about those. Yeah. You are going to pay the dues, which that's a bit of a shock at first. But again, if you, if you factor in that and everything, you're still, you're still coming out ahead. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Robert goes on to say, thanks for, uh, letting me know what questions to ask. And they're super excited. So we're, we're so glad that we were able to help you get into this. Um, he, he does have a couple of questions as new members. Um, so Robert says, anyway, uh, uh, to us for our family of two, um, one of us being a teacher, Wait, you skipped well, over the, the biggest part though. What was that? The for now. <laughs> for now. So that, that means that, that, that they're planning. They're on, planning. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, With, so, yeah. okay. So family of two for now. So yeah, possible kids on the way. Um, and one of them being a teacher, they're locked into summer travel. Um, their DVC guide said, uh, or they made it sound like 75 points was plenty for a week. But when Robert goes online to do hypothetical trips, he's having a hard time finding anything under 100 points. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, so let's start with this. There's a couple of questions after this, but let's start with, with this statement is, um, so he was told 75 points is, is enough to do a week, which, um, it can at, be for two people. Yeah. At, at yeah. Saratoga and, um, Old Key West. I'm pretty I mean, sure. Sh- Tower studio at Riviera at some point you could do pretty cheap. Yep. Yeah. That so, one, that one thing at uh, animal kingdom, which is forever booked, but my friend always seems to get that was pretty cheap too. The value yeah. studio. Yeah. Yeah. There's like six of them. <laughs> the I don't know. He always seems to get it. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so I guess Robert, to, to help you understand this, is if you're looking exclusively at your home resort, Copper Creek specifically, um, <laughs> yeah, good for luck. yeah for that time of year, you're not gonna find anything for 75 points. <laughs> that, that, That's gonna be tough. Yeah, and, and I guess so. What I would recommend, and and I went through this too, is I was trying to figure out, you know, you know, they tell you, oh yeah, you know, you only need this many points, and when you start looking at it, um. Yeah, that, that points will get you into certain resorts and, and yeah, places like Saratoga Springs and Old Key West are not a problem. Um, but you, you do have to also look at, um, what I would recommend is there's point charts that show you that there's four different seasons of DVC. It, I can't remember what they are. It's basically. They have like fun seasons. Adventure season. Oh, yeah. is it like that? I thought it was. Yeah, they call yeah. it, they call it adventure or something. So basically, yeah, value up to premium, right? Yeah. There, and there's four of them. The value is obviously there, there's, um, you know, some weeks of the year. And these are usually like, like very adventure, off-season. choice, dream, magic, and premiere. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so adventure is like the, the cheapest ones. And then premiere is expensive. Unfortunately, if you look at the price points for, you know, like I got the charts up. Where stuff. are we talking about now? Let's uh, so let's go to Saratoga yeah, just let, for for argument's sake, right? Yeah, let's let's it's do like an June to August, right? That's probably when teachers are off, right? Yeah, 
Yep. So, I mean, if you're looking at the adventure season, it is a deluxe studio, right? Is is 11 points Sunday through Thursday. But then again, so this is just for, you know, some understanding of premiere season, that's 20. So, I mean, that's that's a big difference for a week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's a 50 point difference. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's the thing. It all depends on when you go and. So where this you is stay interesting, though. So yeah, so so June through August, right? This is kind of what we were talking about. A deluxe studio is 106 points for a week. Yeah, but if you go to the end of Dream Season, you're at 99 points for a week, um, and then Choice Season is 92, and then Adventure Season is 83. So again, at Saratoga, 75 is still not going to cut you a week, unless your week is. Doesn't Monday. include yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't Monday include the Friday. weekends yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. as soon as you, Friday and Saturday get a lot more expensive part point wise but yeah. and what would you Old Key West is the cheapest right so Old Key West during the June through August is one oh eight I'm just kind of you know giving a glance over here and then he was at Copper Creek though right yeah Copper's a little more expensive I think one twenty seven. So that, that's what you have to understand. I mean, just again, throwing random numbers out, but, you know, understanding that there, there are different places to stay that can save you some points. But I still did not see anything under 75. I don't know where the heck that what's, was for a week. What's the Tower Studio for Riviera? Um, the Tower Studio for Riviera. Yeah. The Tower Studio for for that season is 132, my friend. What? Mm-hmm. I had not it's it's eighty one for adventure season. Yeah, for adventure season it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but for his time frame, it's actually more expensive than the other places for the Tower Studio. So that magic season from June eleventh to August fifteenth is one hundred and thirty two points. Well, truth be told, it's it's. I mean, what you're Robert, you know, like what you'll realize quickly is the the it's all it's all about proximity to stuff, right? So a lot of the reasons why the Riviera would be more expensive or Copper Creek would be more expensive is you're close to Magic Kingdom, you're close to Hollywood Studios. Um, and plus, you know, the, the access to the transportation, we were joking about the monorail premium, but the monorail premium is now also the gondola premium and those apply to DVC points too. I mean, those are built into those things too. So I don't know if I was him, I'd buy the extra 25 points. Well, yeah. I'd actually buy yeah. an extra 50 points. Sorry to say, Robert, I think that would make you a lot happier. Yeah, I would go fifty resale if I were you. All right, so hold on. I, again, let me let me get back to this this resale thing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure I fully understand this. You guys, because you were grandfathered in, right? Are and this is for everyone else too. Again, I, I know the answer to this, but let, let's go down this path so everyone understands again, right? Yeah. So for you guys, because you got grandfathered in for resale, you're allowed to go with your resale points to any of the original twelve. Which means all is? the resorts because we're grandfathered in. You can use all the resorts, even new ones. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then what happens now for resale is that if you bought resale, you can only use the original 12, not the new ones? Isn't it 14? It's 14. 14, whatever. Okay, yeah, 14. original 14. So use, yeah. Original 14. Yeah, so you wouldn't be able to, any resale points you buy now, you would not be able to use at the Riviera or Reflections or any future DVC resort. So that, that makes a little bit of a difference. Bought- resale at Riviera. Yeah, exactly. Unless you specifically bought resale there. But everyone that was grandfathered in is good for, well, yes, currently grandfathered in is good. <laughs> they're yeah. currently good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Unless they decide to make changes, <laughs> but for right now you're currently good. So yeah. it is, it is possible though that, you know, buying resale now, if you want to stay at, you know, the originals, it's fine. You're good. 
Well, for and for me personally, like even if I wasn't grandfathered in, if I badly wanted to stay at Riviera and I didn't have the points for it, I would just I would just either rent my points out that year and there pay cash go. or you know something like that. But I mean, your direct points, Robert, those seventy five direct points can be used towards Riviera. You just want to be able to use whatever resale points if you were to buy resale points. Yeah, and, and so. yeah, I, I really you know thinking about it at the end of the day is it, like I I know some people. You know, it doesn't matter where they stay, but where they stay. But if you know you decided that you really did want to stay at Copper Creek, kind of what Damon's saying is, yeah, I would, I would look at getting yourself enough points to cover it through a year. So um, I'll use myself as an example. Was we we went in, um, we talked with our our guide, and we settled on a hundred points to start, and that was going to the Polynesian, and we knew full well that the weeks we were looking at were like, it was like 118 points that we were looking at per week. And so the thought was, is, you know, we would borrow from, from subsequent years. And the idea being that we wouldn't necessarily go every year. Um, that kind of changed because as we started going, we realized we wanted to go, you know, every yeah, how many year. points are you guys both up to now? So I'm at 175 now. I've got Matt- 210. I have to buy more points just to be ahead of Tom now. Okay, I get it. I just want to make sure. All right. Yeah. And so so that's what happened with us is that, you know, we looked at it and we went, okay, you know, we can keep, you know, trying to figure out. Because I guess um, in your case, Robert, um, you have those 75 points, but remember that you can borrow from the next year. So if you, you know, if you did want to stay for a full week, you can do that this year, but then next year. 150 points, yeah. He can yeah. go every other year for 150 points. Exactly. That, exactly. That's the thing is you could go DVC every other year using your 75 points and that's quite doable you you can manage this and um again in the short term it it works but you're mo it, it sounds like you're gonna want to get yourself <laughs> you're anything like the three of us you're yeah. gonna want more points yeah basically you after about a year, you're, you're you gonna be like okay enough. you know let, let's get enough points so that again for myself is you know i know i want to go one week a year we've got enough points now that we can go one week a year and we go to the resort that we want to. So that that's the two criteria that we had. If you don't necessarily care about the resort, you can look at these point charts, figure out for the season that you're going, what are the lowest um, amount of points that you could go with. But you also want to, um, you want to shoot above that because um, remember that uh, points do change every year. They do reallocate points across the different seasons. So even though this and you, year and you can bank points, so it's always yeah. it's always fine yeah. to have extra points. Exactly. Yeah, having I've a bit extra had that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still not banking points. That's wow. I don't know so I've been banking points. I've been banking <laughs> points, but you know the problem that I'm having is now is that I need to go to that two bedroom. I really truly do, mm-hmm. and, and that puts a big whooping on my points. Big jump. Yeah. It, it so is a big jump. Yeah. Well, so so Robert, I would I would recommend um, like you know. Try out your first trip. You, you don't have to run out right now and buy more points. I would say try your first trip. If you find you have to borrow from next year, do so. You you can do that, and that's fine. Um, when you get the feel for it, and if you decide that you know maybe you can do a Monday to Friday trip, uh, you may be able to start looking at stuff that is in that 75-point range. If you find that you want to do a full week, you may want to look at having more points to make sure that you can cover the entire week on every single trip. And it would be a Sunday through Thursday trip you'd want to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, or yeah, it, yeah, I guess, yeah, Sunday to Thursday, not Monday to Friday. 
even if you you know look at it though too, he doesn't got he doesn't have to borrow the whole seventy five, right? If he only needs correct, if he only needs let's say a hundred and five, it seems like he's looking you know, at the hundred and eight range. Yeah, like yeah. that would be yep. So maybe you borrow thirty points, and then you have you know forty five left over for that year, and then you, from the next year you borrow thirty points. And how many you know. can you how many can you buy each year again? Is it five, ten? Oh, oh the the extra 24. points four twenty four. Oh yeah. yeah, see, so there's another option for him as well. Yeah, you can also do that too. So, uh, so we should explain that, points. right? Yeah, the one-time yeah. use points is that once every year you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once a year you can pay. It's it's some was it like nineteen dollars a point or something like that? I actually don't know what it is at right now. They changed it fairly recently, um, but I'll tell you in a sec. Yeah. While I look up the points for the Grand Villa, I'm just going to get enough points so I can say <laughs> weekly at the Grand Villa during Magic season for eight hundred points and. <laughs> you all can suck it. Oh, look, at, look at look at Trevor with the correct information. Nineteen per point. Look at that. I mean, are you surprised? That's Trevor's role Trevor's on the show. He, we literally that. we talked about that like two months ago, so it's filed Didn't in my we? brain somewhere. <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, talking about blowing through points, I've blown through all my twenty twenty points already. I, I have like thirty five points left for twenty twenty um, because this this coming vacation in three weeks here. Uh, just destroyed my points. I, I mean, you're talking about the two bedroom Damon, two bedroom Savannah view at Animal Kingdom is 300 well, points. I'm going to say when we so. get a hundred thousand people on our Facebook page, Tom is going to get the Grand Villa, the three bedroom Grand Villa. And we're going to invite. We're going to invite. Let's see, there's three of us, so so we're going to invite our nine um, <laughs> favorite people from the board, and we're going to go there for a week there during you go. Magic season. There you go. I was right. thinking, you know, welcome home cruise. Uh, you know, I, I, we were talking about getting on a cruise. Didn't didn't the what's it called guys do that? Didn't the the Disney dads I think did a cruise? Did they? Did yeah, they? with their yeah. with their people. Yeah, that I know. Awesome. I know our buddy Chad's doing it with. But then his Trevor's not coming. Too. So what's the you know? There's no if Trevor well, doesn't come, it's not it's not truly a, a, you know, a welcome home. It's a I, I could, trip. I could come. It's just I would have to do a lot of explaining to my wife. So. <laughs> we wouldn't want to make you do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it on the ground for now. Yeah, that's a, you know yeah. We'll, we'll we still have to do a, a Disney World trip t- uh, together. That's got to be first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we've had a lot of listeners reach out and wanting to meet us and stuff like that too. But although although I also have a feeling like we you know have a meet up in the park and like no one would come. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'd have to pick a resort first, right? Yeah, and then sure. we'd all have to stay there, and then yeah. we'd have to see if we can get other people to stay there with us. Uh, we, we have to at least get like ten thousand people on the Facebook group before, like, we feel like, oh, maybe someone might show up. That's yeah, that's exactly right. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, if Tom's paying, that's a different story, yeah, right? Wait, if, Tom, wait, if Tom's paying for dinner for one night, then we'll all show up. I don't know how we got to this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have the most points. We, that's the way it I, works. We, we were originally talking about how to help Robert with his DVC points, but, oh, but I think, yeah, uh, I think now we're planning Robert, a trip. Though? So I think we, we helped Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should continue talking about that and then get away from Tom paying for things. Uh, <laughs> so, I think we helped Robert, though, didn't we? Uh, he's got some more questions, though. I think questions. Okay. So yeah. So he, yeah. So he was asking about, you know, are we okay with with the seventy five points? And then he goes on to say, also, when we're booking through Disney, we we were able to request certain rooms or room types either through our travel agent or through touring plans. Is there a similar feature when you book a DVC room? For example, I prefer a quieter room or one closer to transportation, or you're just kind of stuck with what they give you. Uh, well, that's the sh- interesting. The short answer to this is um, you can phone member services and you can ask for um, you can Anything ask you want pretty much. Yeah, you can Nothing's ask for things. Though, yeah, right? they, they won't guarantee you a room. So so for myself, as an example, um, we we stay at the Polynesian and we like to stay in the the Morea building. 
So the, there's three different buildings, but we like Morea. And so we, we ask specifically, we want to stay there and we want to stay on an upper floor are the two things that we ask for. Um, you can say top floor, but they will always put it in as upper floor. So you will never be guaranteed, you know, you know, I want to be on, you know, the fourth floor or whatever that, um, so yeah, you can, you can phone them and you can ask for any number of things and they will try their best to accommodate you on it. Um, the other thing to keep in mind with that is it is first come first serve. So, um, if you know well ahead of time that you're going and you want to stay in a sp particular area of your resort, book it as far out as you can and phone in and get those requests in right away. Don't leave it until right beforehand. Yeah, and you can you can also do it through online check-in too. You can you can do those requests. I don't know the, how if, uh, if they're as effective, but they they do have them. But I when I looked at them, it was like there was a drop down and there was like four options, and it was like yeah. near elevator, <laughs> yeah. not near elevator. Like yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. No, I agree. I I guess I just mean for him. So you, you got to look at it this way, Robert. You're used to staying like you know by booking through Disney packages. It's pretty much the same setup with, with, you know, booking a DVC stay, meaning, you know, you still have my Disney experience. You still get to see all that stuff on that page. It just shows up as a hotel reservation. You can still do the magic. You still do all the same stuff pretty much. It's just, you know, the way your hotel is reserved is not through cash, it's through points. And, you know, I mean, it is going to be a little different for you, too, because it sounds like you're used to buying the packages, right? So, you know, maybe your dining's included, your tickets are included, and all that fun stuff. But, you know, now you're going to have to buy your tickets separately, um, which is a whole other thing because you can, you know, find some good deals on tickets. Maybe you're going to go, you know, twice within a, uh, within a year, uh, you know, of and it makes more sense for you to buy annual passes with the discount that we get. Yeah. So, that's that's some stuff you'll have to consider too because you're you're used to buying packages where everything's just together now everything's kind of separate so there's a little more strategizing that has to go on when you book your vacation did did we just spend 50 minutes on user you I know, mean yeah we did. Emails? we did mm -hmm. we did and and right. and we should I, I mean unless there's anything else you want to mention about this we we do need to talk about uh our friends at DVC uh, rental store um yes. but yes we do need to do that all right do it. okay let's Let's, Unless there's uh, anything else you want to mention, Trevor or Damon, about that topic. Nope. No, I, I think we're good. I think uh, or for Robert, you know, if you have any more questions or if he wants to clarify anything we've said, you know, email us back and we'll we'll help you out as best we can. And then, uh, of course, you know, as we say at the end of every podcast, um, you know, we just this is just our opinion. But um, you can also phone member services and they can help you with a lot of this stuff, too. Yeah, remember now, Robert, you are a VIP, okay? You are better than everybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> kidding, everyone. <laughs> no, but seriously, I be, because you're, you're an owner, you own part of Copper Creek. You, you look at your deed, you own a piece of property at Disney World now. Um, so, you know, there, there is a different, I, I want to say that there is a little really bit of a different own a level piece of, service. of property. You, yeah. you a very small piece. You own a door it, at Copper Creek. It, 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 <laughs> you know, really, that's not the way I figure it in my head. But okay. If you read the deed, it actually says that you own yes. part of a unit. <laughs> you own a percentage okay. of a unit, yes. All right. Yeah. That's legitimate. But I, I do feel like there is a little bit of a higher level of customer service for DVC members than I, and I got before. Um, because you're a member, um, you do get some... You know, I, I mean, it feels that way anyway. Maybe it's just my, our, you know, our own inflated sense of, uh, <laughs> of of having a DVC Tom membership. Thomas going down a very bad path. Please I, just no, stop. no. <laughs> I, we've done. We talked about this before. I mean, you know, I listen. I'm not trying to say the DVC members are better than anybody else. It's a joke. I'm kidding. 
please nobody write me all right so go <laughs> ahead trevor let's write about Let, tvc rentals so <laughs> so yeah let's let's switch from using our points to renting our points yeah there you go yep. all right so uh are you a frequent disney visitor and want to save hundreds even thousands on your next disney trip the DVC Rental Store wants to help you book your dream vacation for less. DVC members, this is great news for you too. Want to rent your points for some quick cash? DVC Rental Store wants to work with you, and they are currently renting out points at a record pace. For years, the DVC Rental Store has been helping guests stay at Disney Deluxe Resorts at an affordable price, while also paying members the highest price for their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 382-7368. And let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Again, that's dvcrentalstore.com or one eight five five DVC Rent. Man, that was that was that was Yay. great. <laughs> that was excellent. I put that on my was. announcer voice for that one. That's good. You should have just recorded that so we could use it for next time. Just yeah, I'm just gonna re I'm just gonna reuse that every time now. That was flawless. Excellent. All right. They're, well, you know, they're, they're oh, going to yeah, keep yeah, being yeah. our sponsor now. We're going to have them for years. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can we talk about Reunion Station before I have to go to my daughter's soccer game? I mean, yeah. for you yes. know, all, all the haters, I want to make sure they understand why I'd be leaving early. It's okay <laughs> if I leave early to watch my daughter play soccer. I hope it is. Not allowed. It's not allowed. Not allowed. I, everyone just assumes you're going to go to sleep. That's Yeah. <laughs> It's only three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it, let it be eight o'clock. It would be a different story. But. Um, okay, so do, do you want me to read this story? Or you want to read this? This is this is cool. Uh, I mean, I'll read it. So you know, okay. this is part of DVC News Reunion Station Game Day Lounge for Disney Vacation Club members is coming soon to a Disney's Wilderness Resort. Coming soon to Disney's New Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm not Trevor. I can't handle it like that. <laughs> Do we want to explain what Reunion Station is? Because uh, a lot of people probably don't know what that is, even though we've talked about it a hundred times on the show. Uh, Reunion Station is a place at Copper Creek that nobody's ever used. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was mean. But no, it's but it's, it, a, it's a gorgeous building that Disney can't figure out what they want to do with it. Yes. So so yeah, it is at Copper Creek, and um, yeah, it's supposed to be all themed around. Um, uh, I believe the like. I want to say around the gold rush era or like, like the, yeah, yeah. when the trains were expanding out West and all that, it's supposed to be, um, that kind of theme to the building, but they keep changing what they're doing with it because yeah, like, like you said, Tom, they don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Damon, you want to keep reading this? I'm sorry we interrupted you. <laughs> did we lose Damon or did he lose his mute button again? I think he lost his mute button. Damon. Wait, did I lose my mute button? You did. Now you're back. Oh, there man. you are. <laughs> Gosh. I keep on, you know, Tom was supposed to get us mics, everyone, but for uh, some reason, you know, he hasn't gotten them. So you know, I have to deal busy, with I'm what I got. I'm a busy man. I, I got stuff going on. <laughs> it's literally three clicks, but you know, that's okay. All right. That's okay. All right, all right. So because I, I, I was, was on mute, I was speaking a little bit, but you know, that's fine. Um, so there, there's a lot of information here, but... You know, so it's around football, right? So, I mean, it's pretty much they're, they're talking about they're turning it into, you know, a game day sort of lounge for, for football games on select Saturdays and Sundays. So, you know, looking at the schedule, I don't know if that, well, that must mean, 
is it just NFL or is it college as well? I'm kind well, of looking it, at the dates here. If it's here Saturday, well. it's college as well, right? Well, not so. always, right? Because there is NFL games on, on Saturday. If Tom was actually a real fan of the Giants, he would know that. But that's okay. <laughs> Our but teams play the first week here, so this is going to be they, fun. They, they do. And, and I was the one that moved the podcast because I didn't want to miss it. You were the one that didn't seem to care all that much. But that all being said, you know, based, <laughs> on, the, based on the schedule that I see here, there's a fair amount of Saturdays early in the season, which I don't believe that those are NFL games, so it yeah. must be. Uh, college football, but you know, it's select games. So when somebody had actually asked us on our Facebook page, if that meant, um, you know, what did that mean? Like, is it going to be select games, all the games? I, I don't know the answer to that my gut tells me it's going to be a fair amount of games. I don't think it's just going to be one game. So what this place, what this place will do, I'm hoping is, you know, there should be a few games on, but you know, there'll be games, there's going to be food and there's going to be beverages. So it will, let's see, admission to Union Station to view two football games, so the game starting at 1 o'clock and then the afternoon games, uh, a menu of delicious food and two complimentary adult beverages per adult ages 21 and up. If not, you can get a Dole Whip or ice cream bar in lieu of them and fun halftime activities. So this menu, yeah, the menu wasn't really like... It was okay, right? So teriyaki Sounds wings. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Angus beef chili, cheesy brisket. Remember, I'm not a beef person, so I have to yeah. look kind of here. But I, I do go with the assorted finger sandwiches and the crudite featuring crudite. ranch and hummus, and I'm a big hummus person. Oh, there you go. Um, flavored house-made potato chips. That sounds good too, and cookies and cupcakes. Like that's that's definitely a win, right? So you know the, the price is fifty dollars per adult, which I don't think is that bad, to be honest with you. And then thirty dollars per child ages nine and under, which I'm never going to see again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> reservations are required. Yeah, well, reservations are required. So this, listen, this is something to me. I think sounds awesome. I think the price is actually good. I, I think overall this is a win for a win for football fans. I, I totally agree with that because if $50, you get two alcoholic drinks and it sounds like all you can eat food and you can stay there for two different games. So they're, they'll do an, a morning game, you know, a, a one o'clock game and so an figure afternoon game. You're there from one to seven. Yeah. You could just be there from one to seven eating all day for 50 bucks and drinking. Well, I, well, That's I'm not, not saying bad. Though, but I don't think that the food's all the time, right? Wasn't it that they said that they would come out twice with food? Isn't it something like that I was uh, reading or, or am I mistaken on that? I, I, I thought see, I read I something along those lines. I didn't see that. Anywhere. I don't think it's is it it's yeah. I don't know if it's an all you can eat all day for six hours. I don't know if they would win on fifty dollars on that. I'll be right. honest with you. Probably not. So um, I, I think it's more of a twice they come out sort of food thing. And I don't think it. I mean, listen, I don't know. I'm making the assumption though because again, you, if you were talking all you can eat, that would not be fifty dollars would be a bargain. You, I would oh, yeah. be signed up right now eating. So. So Let's looking see, I'd be eating page. smoked turkey sandwiches over and over and over. <laughs> looking on the page, it says hot food options will be served at two different times during the event and may oh, yeah, include, and then, and then they yeah. list everything. So, so the hot food comes out twice and then they have the cold, the cold is, selections of things, which, yeah. I, you can eat as much ranch and, and hummus dip with your crudite as you'd like. I guess. And potato chips. I, I, I might be able to eat $50 worth of hummus. It is it may be possible. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, um, if you think about it, though, too, with how much alcoholic drinks cost at Disney, I mean, you're talking 10 to 12 bucks a pop usually, at least. So right there, just the two alcoholic drinks are going to equal half or, of it. Or a Dole Whip and a Mickey bar. Yeah. That would be me, Dole Whip and Mickey bar. Yeah, so I, I'd be down with the Dole Whip. <laughs> here's the interesting thing. So so it's, oh, so it says it's offered from 1230 to 8. That's interesting. Hmm. I, I would be down for this. I'm trying to think if I can fit it into my schedule. I don't think I... Oh, gosh. 
that would be a weird day. I, I feel like I could do it on the first and then go to the park at night for the um, what's it called? The for the Christmas party. Yeah, I bought my tickets for that. I think already. Oh, I think I said that already. I think so. I have to actually go back and look, but I think I did. I think I did buy them already. Yeah, I've been kind of ahead of the game for this this trip. Because I know this trip is going to be at night, right? So I've already I, I said that today. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I have to kind of you know pace myself because this is going to be one of those trips. It's going to be you know we wake up a little later, um, you know, and stay a little later at you know at the park. So it will be interesting. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so you're actually doing some planning this trip then? A little bit. So the, the thing is, is my son's actually got a swim meet that next weekend in Charlotte, which actually I'll probably see Tom if that's the case. Ooh. So, oh nice look at that yeah. I, get a, I get a visit <laughs> you get a visit so we'll be there from you know I'll be at Disney until like Wednesday and then I'll be in Charlotte Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday but the the thing is is that you know kind of throws off his scheduling so I have to figure out what the gym situation is but that all being said we're going to be going later in the day so there'll be a lot more planning for this trip just to you know kind of get all that accomplished so looking at the schedule, Damon, so for, for both you and us, it looks, uh, cause we're there a couple of weeks before you, um, there's one Wait, day. Wait, are you going to do this? Oh, you don't well, like really care for football like that much. Well, well, yeah, no. So, so yeah, for, for myself personally, th- this doesn't interest me, but I think it's a great idea because yeah, like you said, for football fans, this sounds like it could be a very worthwhile thing to do. Well, um, but even think of it too, like, even if you're not a football fan, it's almost like a member mixer. You know, you, yeah. could, you could just not watch the football and eat food and talk to people. Yeah. People I, don't like being talked to when they're watching football, Tom. Any true fan would know that's, that. That's true. That is actually true. <laughs> you hang out by the snack table and socialize. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. What were you going to say? Well, well so, so my question was, like, for, our, for myself, I've already got our week pretty much planned at this point. So I'm not going to factor this in. But I guess um, how... If you were going to do this, like you said, you're you're thinking about. Working I kind of want to do it, but I don't Christmas think I can do it or... either. Yeah, like do this and then go to the Christmas party on the first. I don't know. I feel like my trip. The thing is, my trip over Thanksgiving is not long enough where I, I have the time to do this. But you know that that's the that's the problem. Because it's a really benefit. I think you do have to sit there for two games. I'm like, oh gosh, you know that sounds awesome. But only if I was there for a week and wanted a relaxing day, right? Like you're still at yeah. Disney at the end of the day. The, right. I think this is the overall problem with yep. Reunion Station, right? Exactly. So you're Disney. at Disney, <laughs> and you're gonna sit around and watch TV. It, that's that's my problem with it too. Like I have I a like hard it, t- but yeah, I like the idea of it, but I have a hard time. Even we're taking a pool day on this vacation, and that's killing me uh, deep we keep, inside. We, listen, so, we keep no, saying that's... that we'll take a pool day, and we never really take a pool day. We we take a pool day, and then we still go back to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> you still end up going back anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I, I mean, we we start off at the pool, and then we you know we spend our morning there, and then we're like, okay, let's get out of the pool and go to Magic Kingdom because why not? Yeah, right. and I, I can't see. I'm gonna have a hard time with it. It's we we've, we've never done this before, so. Gosh, I I have literally ten minutes before the soccer game, and I'm very disappointed okay. because I want to talk about everything. So I'm gonna talk about it all, and then I'm gonna have to go. You're and just gonna do a, you're just gonna do a fast forward here, and then we're gonna I, talk about it in yeah, more detail. I, yes, I I agree. So virtual queue don't care, right? I mean, it is what it is, right? That doesn't affect me at all. Sure. If, it, if there sure. is, it is. Oh, gosh, I have to skip over the rise resistance preview because that's what I'm gonna talk about the most. Um, theme Coca-Cola stand. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I think that's 
pretty awesome. I'm down with that. The TSA policy on thermal detonator bottles. Don't care. I drive. New Star Wars <laughs> hotel in the engineering room. It actually looks kind of cool because they said the engineering room is going to be for kids playing. That, that's kind of neat. Like, I, yeah. I get it. Like, that's definitely going to be awesome. Let's see. Disney continue off for bus transportation. Don't care. Construction walls. Don't care. <laughs> Patent catapult system. Don't care. Okay, good. So that's I can it. go back to talk see. about what I want to talk about, right. which is the Rise of Resistance preview. Dude, this ride looks this ride looks like every ride should look at Disney. Yeah. Like this is what this is Disney. Like this thing <laughs> looks crazy. So not only was there an official preview, there's a you know, the, before that there was the unofficial preview, which probably led to the official preview. Yeah, but that's probably why getting, they had to put it out, right? <laughs> well and here's the thing, people are getting in already. Yeah. Like I've seen tons of people that have already gotten in and they're just like floored. Floored by this just looking at this thing, not even in action, just absolutely floored. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the ATATs, right? What did we have the whole conversation? ATATs, ATATs, whatever, whatever you prefer. I can never remember which one it is. I, I know there's something I've, in canon that tells us what they are, but I've always said ATAT, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> okay, so we'll go ATATs, right? Yeah. So okay, so the ATATs and um, the Mount of Stormtroopers, and again, these animatronic stormtroopers, you know, all have little like nuances to them and things like that. This is going to be unreal. This is something that is going to compete on the same level as Harry Potter, I believe. And it might even surpass that immersion factor. I am, I, I, I and I can't believe I'm going to miss it by like three days. You have no <laughs> idea how Ugh. hurtful this is, how absolutely hurtful this is. Um, and the thing is, is I don't have season passes, so I can't even just like go back. You know what I mean? Like just just drive down there for ten hours and just go one day to go and then come back. And you know, it, it's it's just bad. It's just a bad feeling. But for next time, I guess it will be there and it will be well worth going. Or there might be some you know previews. Maybe there'll be a it will open a day early. I I think I'm hoping you get lucky and there's a couple of days early that it's open or maybe you can get yourself some uh, press passes and, and do a press. Yeah, event or I will something. have to. I will have <laughs> to ask. I'm this one. I think I'm going to ask for. I've had you know had to pull on a few favors for some Disney stuff recently, so uh, we'll see if I can ask those same people. So I we, just we shall see. Like, there's so many interesting things about this ride, and I know Trevor, you're super spoiler averse, so I don't. Want to... Oh yeah, no, sorry, no, Trevor. No, it's, it, it's fine. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm as curious as you guys are. It's just I, just, I don't want to see it. Is all. Yeah. I <laughs> okay. And yeah. I just, I, I think that the fact that there's, you know, the Adats, there's a Star Destroyer hangar bay. Oh, Trevor, With again, two hundred like, stormtroopers in it. No, I mean, no, no. I, I'm, I, I'm already aware of this stuff. Yep, I've, I've a read all fighter. The, I don't yeah. think there's two hundred stormtroopers. Now you're being a little crazy. No, I think you're, I read two hundred. Is it two hundred? But, yeah. but still, like that's yeah, like that's a massive room full of stormtroopers. Yeah, but but <laughs> I like the fact that it's it's trackless ride. And again, there there's a lot of rumory information out there too. But it almost seems like you know there might be different ride systems throughout the ride. Oh yeah, there are. Yeah, there so, are. So there's there's supposed to be like so to me the coolest thing I've heard described is that when you first start you get in on like one of those like transport carrier a things. Thing. It, it, is yeah. it crazy that it makes me feel a little Ellenish? Oh, that it, there's multiple like yeah I, I I get that yeah. How long is it supposed to be again? Well, there's been a lot of rumors about that. Uh, they're saying that the actual ride experience is like. I think eight to 10 minutes, but like the whole experience overall is like 45 minutes because there's like that, that first part you're on your, you know, when you're getting on, is that really a ride experience? It's like a little simulator type thing. And then there's a part where you walk. Like, I think the part with the stormtroopers, I actually think you walk through that whole bay uh, because Ooh, you end up I don't in jail. Know about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you do. 
and then there's trackless vehicles, and then at one point you get into the trackless vehicle goes into a room and turns into like Star Tours, and then there's. I hope that you're not walking because here's the problem with that is that if you're walking through, then they're gonna have to have like ropes so people don't touch stuff, and then once you put ropes up, I see that's why I don't know if that would necessarily be the case. Or I don't know. or maybe it's just they they phrase it so it looks like glass or something. So it's like you're looking out into the bay, but you're mm, behind glass. Cause, yes, because it is a what's it called, right? It's um it's a star destroyer yeah. bridge. Yeah. Oh, hangar bay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But, but the the whole idea of like you get into you get into one door and, and on that transport thing, and then you get captured by the first order, and then you know while all this is happening, you're secretly turning, and then you go out the same door, and now you're on the on the it's ship. It's going to be it's, unreal. That's just amazing. And But the thing that kills me about this video, if you guys haven't seen this video, go watch this video. Unless you don't want spoilers. But, unless you're me. Yeah, unless you don't want spoilers. But <laughs> the thing that kills me is like they're shooting off like laser blasts. And I don't know if this is just for the video. I don't know if this is real life. But I know Disney filed a patent to make it look real, like when they shoot off like the laser, you know, guns, and to to make it look like they're actually being shot off. But in this video, it looks real, and I don't know if this is just the video or if it's going to look like this if, in real life. If but... they can emulate blaster fire on that level, I mean, yeah, that like you said, Damon, this is this is something else. Like, yeah, yeah this is definitely something I, else. I, I'm <sighs> there's nothing I've been this like. I, even Harry Potter, like this is beyond that. Like I want to see this so bad. Yeah. So, so here, here's the thing is that the last time I went on flight of passage, somebody, the person flight next to me, looks like a cartoon, but go ahead. <laughs> well, no, but the, the person next to me got off and said that, that they liked that more than Harry Potter. So I put flight of well, passage. They're, they're crazy. Yeah. Well, well no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but they're both in the same ballpark. It's not that, you know, Flight of Passage is, like, miles Ooh. behind Harry Ooh. Potter. Ooh. It's just different, I think, right? Yeah, the, the problem with the Flight of Passage is that it's computer-generated, and I can see that immediately when I get on the ride. It's not doesn't look real. But Isn't Harry feel. Potter like that, though? You're in front of a screen and... But, but it's a screen of real stuff. Well, right? No, so it's, it's not because like it's Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> good one there we go so 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 think about it like this right so trevor this is something that you can definitely relate to before i go so hopefully okay. i'll tell trevor this and then just leave and then he won't be able to answer me back but no, I can't. all right so just do a mic drop just we'll, do we'll, we'll yeah, save it for next week so, so think about it like this right so let's just say you're playing what's your favorite game uh right now right now I... yeah sure oh my goodness it should be that hard, dark trevor. souls let's go with dark souls Fine. dark souls okay so on the, on the pc right yeah i'm assuming you have a high def monitor yes Okay, so you're playing that at a resolution that 2K or 4K? What are you at? Uh, 2K. Okay, fine. So you're playing that in 2K versus 10, not even 1080p. I'll even take you down to 480p, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Which one looks more real? No, I, I... Right, and I think that's what it is with Harry Potter for me, right? Like that 480p, it's still real versus Flight of Passage at 4K not looking real. Computer generated versus real action that's my opinion and that's why i like harry potter more but that's just me but i gotta give you a minute at least to rebut if, you, if you'd like to rebut <laughs> okay all right well so so that's fair and i think i think what you're delineating between is uh avatar is all cg whereas harry yes. potter is real actors so correct i can see that and backgrounds i 
Yeah, so I can see that versus um, I'm just looking purely at how the rides themselves are structured. Is that to me the rides both seem like they're on the same level, n- barring the actual which, visual. Which effects. ride? The one where you're on an actual arm that's moving versus just sitting on this the... horseback ride that I could put twenty five cents in and be <laughs> hop my way down. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? Like I don't consider them the same because I'm on a moving arm versus just sitting on something. Yeah, but I mean, the idea is that you don't feel like you're just sitting on something, right? I mean, you the the video in combination with the, the ride moving. I feel like effects. I'm just sitting on something, which is why I don't necessarily love that <laughs> ride. You know, yeah, if, if if you want to boil it down to that, that's fair. I mean, that's yeah, but that's I, just my I, opinion, and everyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Sure. I don't. I'm not a huge Flight of Passage fan. I'm just not. I, I just. I'm just. I'm just not. I, I don't know how else to put it. I'm just not. Right now, I, because I haven't been over to Universal, that's where I'm keeping the bar, and I'm fully expecting Rise of Resistance to go beyond that. Oh, if it doesn't, I'd be sorely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it, at this point, it, it almost like has to, right? I mean, just you're even just like the the, the you know track, like you said, the trackless ride. Oh, yeah. At one point, it turns into a simulator. There's a you know a drop apparently in it. There's all sorts of crazy stuff in this ride. It I'm, just looks crazy. I, I, I'm worried. I, I, I leave you guys at a at over an hour already, so you guys have a blast with the rest of it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Damon. Enjoy your okay. soccer game. <laughs> yep. Enjoy your soccer game. Is right. <laughs> yeah. So what were you going to say, Trevor? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was going to say. I, I guess my only concern with this is that you know we're we're hyping this up quite a lot, and um, I I've boarded the hype train before, and <laughs> it doesn't always lead where you think it's going to lead. So that I, that's my only concern I, with this. <laughs> I get it. I'm just I'm just looking at it. If it's anything close to what they're showing in the concept art right. and in the video, which I know you you really have avoided, right? So you haven't even really seen some of this stuff, right? Or have you just kind of caught it sometimes accidentally? I've seen just the the pictures. I haven't watched any of the videos yet. So. Okay. Yeah, and I mean the the video they have posted on their site right now is a pretty short video, but um just it just looks really cool i mean (laughs) there's just so many cool things happening um so yeah i don't know man i this it just the scale of this ride i mean it's and they've disney said this this is the largest ride they've ever built i mean it's gigantic um so just by that by itself is it's just going to be a spectacle you know yeah i i i guess all I can really do for myself to boil it down is when I get off flight of passage, I have a feeling that I, I can't even describe like it, it's just pure happiness is sure. probably the best way to put it. Like, like my son and I get off and in the time it takes to walk out of the building, like you're just high. Like it's so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you're yeah. so high on the, the moment and, and, just what you did. I mean, if these Star Wars rides, like, like I, I haven't even done Smuggler's Run yet, and I'm sure I'll have the same feeling. If this manages to keep bringing that feeling back, I mean, yeah, Disney's they they're gonna knock it out of the park, and and I don't doubt that they will. I'm just, I I'm just more erring on the side of caution, and I guess I'm also, you know, if I don't hype myself up on it, then there's no way I'll be disappointed. Like, I'll just be happy with it. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't want to, you just don't want to be disappointed by it because you want to, you know, you yeah. feel like it's going to be uh, really great and you want it to be really great. So you don't want to build it up too much. But 
Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny because my my stepfather and my and my and my mom came with me uh, to Disney you know, last time in June, and they had never been on Flight of Passage, right? That's that was new since they because I mean they hadn't been to Disney since well my stepfather hadn't been there since 1999, so oh, <laughs> he wow. had a lot of new <laughs> things to see. Um, but he I, I remember thinking to myself after we get off the ride, I'm like I don't know how he feels about this, and I was like, what did you think? And he goes. Because that was the most, and he's like, I don't know the word, but he's like, I think it was like the most intense ride I've ever been on. And, and he, what he meant by that, and I, I, I see what he means because I, and for, for me, I don't see it like Damon does because I feel like they do such a good job of, of syncing up the movement of what you're sitting on with, with what you're doing where, you know, when you're diving into the woods, you feel like you're diving into the forest. Like I, I, I feel that, you know, I, I, it almost, I almost get like, Oh, you know, like I'm feel like I'm going on a roller coaster and I'm going down a hill, you know, even though I'm not yeah. moving. So I, I, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of how I think, but, and, and from, a lot of the reactions of the people that I've, you know, that have been on it. My mom kind of said the same thing. My mom's not a big ride person. I think I'd probably get that from her, but, <laughs> um, but so, and she was even like, wow, that was, that was a lot, you know, like it was surprising to her too. So I, you know, I get it. Um, I, I understand why uh, he might feel that way, but this seems like a whole different can of worms. I mean, I, I just from a, nerd perspective and i know you're on the same page with me about this trevor i'm yeah. just excited the idea of the trackless vehicles all these different ride systems that they're incorporating that are just going to make this a whole really cool experience uh you know i i'm just i'm, I'm psyched for it i i'm i can't wait for it i, I can't wait to, to check it out and go on it and uh you know see all that yeah you're um, right the, the the thing about this ride is that it it intersects my star wars nerdism and intersects my disney ride your imagineering nerdism. nerdism. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> yeah. In a very, it, it's a very specific place that I didn't think would happen. Like, like, I mean, for yeah. years, you know, star tours was just, you know, star tours. And it was always like, Oh God, could you imagine if they, you know, if they did that on a bigger scale and it's like, and here we are. Yep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so. I mean, here we are. Yeah, it's exactly right. And instead of just being a screen in front of you, now it's all real stuff in front of you. Right. Cause yeah. I think those, all those stormtroopers, you know, they're basic animatronics, but they're still animatronics. It's not a screen. Um, you know, they're still there physically there. And from the video I saw, like when you walk in, it looks like all of them lift their head up to look at you like in a, in a, you know, in a moment, it seems kind of terrifying. It actually, <laughs> if that's how it's going to shake out. But, um, but also just, you know, really cool and awesome. I, I, and that's why I, I really can't wait for it. And, um, you know, I just think it's going to be a, a, a technological marvel that they, they put out there, uh, you know, with all these different ride systems. And it seems like they maybe even created a few along the way, uh, you know, besides the trackless, um, you know, it, it seems like they're, they're doing some other things that they've never done before. So, um, you know, the other thing though, I'm, I'm thinking, it's interesting to me because I've seen a lot of people talk about how maybe that, that the wait times in Smuggler's Run have not been uh, very long, right? Almost mm -hmm. like that's a bad thing, which is weird to me. Like, you know, where, where it's like, oh, well, the ride's not all that busy. That must mean that it um, that it's, it's not very ride. good. <laughs> yeah, but then when I, I read I read uh, somebody, I think it was Bob Chapek that, um, that runs the parks, he said, well, part of the reason is because the thing is doesn't break down ever. <laughs> like it's and i was thinking about it i was like i've yet to see someone post on facebook that it's broken down yet yeah. oh we're um, waiting in line yeah 
Yeah, I've never, yeah. I haven't seen so, and I know it's because they have a lot of different parts of it. But even for Avatar, you remember, I mean, Avatar still has problems now. I mean, Flight of Passage still has problems now. You never see this thing break down, so it's good at churning people out, right? So even at eighty minute wait time, it's still churning out a ton of people. And and I, it's funny to me because when it, it's like, oh, it's only a half hour wait, it must be a terrible ride. No one wants to go on that. It's like, well, no, maybe it's just really good at pulling people through, you know? And it's very reliable, yeah. which is surprising, you know. Yeah, I. I I can't wrap my head around people who equate wait time to must be a bad ride because if that was the case, you know, you know, haunted mansion at thirty minutes would be a bad yeah. ride. Like yeah. don't 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 ever tell me that because I got onto my ride quicker that it's a bad ride. Like well, exa- <laughs> and then and similarly, you can't say okay, well, Frozen's the greatest ride ever because it has a ninety minute wait every day. Well, no, there's it's it's low capacity. It's always been they took an already low capacity ride system and then made it you know attached a very popular franchise to it, yeah. and then now you have really long waits. Now it's a good ride. I think it's really well done. It has some of the coolest animatronics I've seen. Um, like the Olaf one in that ride is one of the cooler ones I've seen. But um, and it's fun. It's just a fun ride. But you know, I, I wouldn't wait an hour and a half for it probably, but at the same time, it's, it, we always equate, well, it's a longer wait, so it must be a better ride. That's not always the case, right? I mean, as much as I love Peter Pan, it's always got a, you know, ridiculous wait. And it's, it's because you it's know, a it's terrible not, system. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible, literally, I, and I, I would love for a cast member to write into me about this. I noticed the last time I was on that, that one of the cast members is holding a garage door opener. And I want—I said jokingly to one of them, it was like, what garage door are you opening? Because it's a literal garage door opener. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's to stop the ride or to stop the conveyor belt or something or something. But I was like, what is what kind of like ghetto like ride system are they using a generic garage door opener to to stop? You know, well, like, I mean, it's, it's a basic probably a, a RF system yeah. is all it is yeah you're it just right. is fu- it's just funny to me you know yeah. to see that so i, yeah. I don't just know. yeah how everything else is seems very elaborate with disney and that it's like we put a garage door opener here and <laughs> exactly it works yeah because this ride has been here for you know 40 yeah. years so <laughs> yeah i guess another example just to to reiterate what you're saying about you know wait times don't always add up is uh, indiana jones is a great example of a ride that it, it's a good ride don't get me wrong i i love indiana jones but it breaks down all day like yeah, there it has so thing. many yeah it has so many breakdowns and and of course it, it's it's got the the double whammy because it's popular and it keeps breaking down so the 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 wait times on it are grossly inflated like more than it should be because it is exactly. like it is like a 25 year old ride now mm-hmm. so like it shouldn't be like that but because of all the technical issues they they have those problems with Star Wars, you know, they've obviously, I mean, over the last 20 years, they've learned a lot. They've tried to, you know, incorporate these things into, into these rides as best they can. It sounds like, you know, with Smuggler's Run, they had that, that brainwave of, you know, let's make this thing modular enough that, you know, one side of it can break down, but it doesn't overall affect, or like nobody will notice because, you know, we have enough redundancy built into it that, that the, mm-hmm. the queue just keeps moving. I'm hoping that Rise of the Resistance is the same, is that they've got it set up in some way that people are just always moving through it. Yeah. Or, or that they've always got places where, you know, they can redirect people if one part of it um, falls down. 
Because if not, if the, you know, you're talking about it, like the full experience is, you know, 30, 40 minutes. If that breaks at any one point and you have to, you know, boot everyone off the ride. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and with so many different like parts to the ride, it just introduces a lot of spots for failure, right? Yeah. So, because then if you have one piece of it fail, then, I mean, do you, do you have the whole ride fail? Like if that beginning part where you're, you know, getting on the, on that ship that takes you to the, you know, to the destroyer, does that, what if that breaks down? Does that shut the whole thing down? Because that's a key part of the story. Like how, do, how are they going to handle that? So I, I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah. Um, and, and that's but, exactly what happens at Indy is that, uh, the way that they designed the system was that one thing will fail and they have to do a full reset. Oh yeah. And that's so, a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, I'm thinking about it too, though. Like you're right though, with the way that, that the smugglers run is set up, that makes it, you know, kind of, it makes it so that if it did break down, there's, you know, whether there's four, I think of those different setups. So if one of them broke down, they still have three other ones that, you know, they could direct people to. And I mean, it is similar in avatar, but the thing is it's a giant theater. So it's a lot more noticeable if one of those shuts down. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how they handle that. I, I will. And it's funny cause I read, I think it was Marty Sklar's book. Um, you know, famous engineer, uh, yep. Imagineer. Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, no, I just said, yeah, I, I know who yeah. Marty is. <laughs> and I was, I was, he was talking about, um, universal energy actually. I know Damon's not here to talk about it, but he was talking about when they brought that ride up that when it, they first had it, because it was, you know, that was kind of, if you think about it, the first, um, you know, trackless, you know, ride that Disney really had. I mean, it was completely trackless. It ran through wires in the, in the ground. And that's kind of what the system is now. It's a lot more complicated, but it's, you know, that was a, a big thing. A moving theater, I don't think had ever been built at that point, right? It's a whole moving, yeah. you're moving hundreds of people at a time. Um, and he was talking about how it used to break down all the time and how it took them years to get it up to like 99% efficiency. And so I, it's interesting that they've kind of, it seems like they've really, uh, you know, they built this thing in a way that, that makes it uh, very efficient and able to move through people. So I know we just talked about like ride efficiency for like 10 minutes, but <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Well, I, I think it's important because, you know, with Smuggler's Run recently opened and Rise of the Resistance coming, I'm, I've been watching the hard part is right now because of the hurricane in the last week, it's really skewed the, um, how, uh, star Wars land is operating because they they literally opened and then, you know, people were that a hurricane happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so if you think about it in Disneyland, they've, they had the annual pass holder blockouts and everything. So we haven't had an accurate representation of that. And then in Disney world, we still haven't had an accurate representation of how it operates you know, at a busy time either. So with the exception of the opening day, right. And the, the, like the day after maybe. Right. But, but I mean, opening day is opening day. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you expect that, but I was more curious about, you know, how is this thing going to operate on a regular day? Like, like as people are getting into it, but it's probably going to be another couple of weeks before we really see how these lands operate with actual stress on them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting to like it, it. It kind of worries me, but at the same time, I I feel like Disney has attempted to address these things as best they can. And, and actually, that kind of goes back to the other subject about the virtual queue, right? That we we didn't we yeah. kind of skipped over that is that um, the they are using the virtual queue system in Galaxy's Edge, 
Um, but of course they haven't had to use it because there haven't been, been enough busy. people there. <laughs> yeah. They use it the first day though. And it seemed yeah. like it worked perfectly. I, I do think that they will have to go back to it at some point. I, I do think that when rise of the resistance opens, I think they're going to have another rush of people and I think they're going to have to go back to it. Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, well, I don't think it's, they'll go back to it. I think the queue system is just there. I think it's it'll, just there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll kick in when it needs to. Um, the only thing that I'm, concerned about i haven't really seen anybody i've seen people ask the question i haven't seen an answer on it is if you have a reservation so so we're we have a a reservation at the uh the droid depot um how does that work like do can me and my son go up and say hey you know we've got this reservation at this time and they'll just let us in or do we have to ensure that we're in the queue or that we are in the land no so if you have a reservation you're guaranteed to be able to go in i I did read that okay so yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. If you have a reservation, even if they're on the virtual queue system, then you 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 can still go in because you have a reservation. I mean, they charge you if you don't show up, right? So yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. that was the thought. The, the only other thing that sucks about that too is that so for the, the for like lightsabers and the droids. Um, so I booked it for um, uh, I booked for one person doing it, which is so my son's doing it, and then I get to go in with him. Um, but then, but your, but your wife can um, go. Right. Yeah, my my wife and the rest of the family, because uh, mm-hmm. my parents are coming with us. That's right. They'll they'll have to wait outside, or they have to like. So it'll be you know we'll go into Star Wars land if if there's a queue system, we'll oh, go in, yeah. Yeah. and and you know we get to go and do the droid thing. But then they have to wait outside of Star Wars land if we're if we have if I haven't gotten them in at that point. So it's kind of a it's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense because that that would make things a little bit difficult. But, you know, yeah, I I, I don't think I mean, I don't know if they're going to have to use it again until Rise of the Resistance opens. So I don't know. We'll have to find out. But so many people reschedule week long trips that it's been, you know, because of the hurricane. And who knows when they rescheduled them to. Right. I mean, they probably didn't reschedule it to just the next week. It's probably for, you know, later this year. So, yeah, I mean, when when we had the hurricane, um, we actually just pushed two weeks out. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think in September, because we're in September now, it is easier to find time in September because it is the slowest month. I think getting into October and November, I don't know how many people would actually... I mean, people may look at that or they may just go, you know, skip right past that and go into January because, yeah, it's yeah, it's so hard with yeah. Star Wars land. It's so hard to like <laughs> gauge how this, how people are going to behave because you, you would have thought that it would have just been absolutely packed, but it's like that, that thinking has actually pushed people away, pushed people away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I do believe that that's the case. And that's the reason why it hasn't been packed is people were scared of what it was going to be. Um, by the way, did you see Disney throwing some shade at Universal? I, I saw this and I was like, oh, man. They said something about how 10-hour wait times are a failure. <laughs> Ooh, burn. I was like, oof. Yeah, we all know what they're referring to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that was when they were talking about the ride efficiency of Smuggler's Run, that, that you shouldn't have 10-hour lines. Um, and, and, I mean, truthfully, like, listen, you can't – no one can argue that they've done a fantastic job of managing these lands. I mean, you can't argue against that. They've done an amazing job of, of managing – the crowds for star Wars. It almost makes you wish they had the virtual queue in place when they did avatar, you know? Yeah, actually after experiencing that firsthand, if the, yeah, the, the virtual queue would have been miles better than watching the, the, the lineups and the, and the traffic managing of 
you know, the line going all the way back outside of Pandora. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think they learned a lot of lessons from that. Truthfully, I think that is what led to the virtual queue, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but so I, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, I, after for many, many episodes saying, I don't see how it's possible that they, they're not going to use a virtual queue. Um, and then they finally decided like a couple days before to announce that the virtual queue was happening. I was like, Oh man, it feels good to be right and not be like, you know, uh, be the crazy one here. Yeah, so something completely out of left field happens that yeah. n- none of us saw. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't want to talk a lot about this because I think this, this topic it, has been beat to death. Oh no, I, on, well, I don't well, even I wanna, drink Coke, so I don't care about. <laughs> uh, I want to, well. I do want to talk about the cool Coke stand. Um, that, that I do want to talk about. I, and I don't even want to talk about it for that long. But I, I saw that they have a themed uh, Coca-Cola like stand with like a droid on the end of it. Did you see this? And I guess it moves yeah. around too. I've seen some videos. So it like moves its head, you know, and beeps and boops and all that. Yeah. Fun so stuff. so it looks like an R two unit. It does, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like attached to the end of this of this uh, of this stand where you would go and buy those cool thermal detonator bottle things. Um, so no, I, I think that's neat that they did that, even though I don't love the, I mean, they made it so that it's not again, like super Coca-Cola E, right. It's the colors obviously. And you know, your mind yeah, but, immediately, but goes it's written there, in but, Arabash, which is, you know, yeah. nice that they, they enforce that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I just find it very neat that they have the, the droid on the end of it. I think that's yeah. really cool. I would love if they did more stuff like that. So, so what this actually looks like to me is from, from watching like rebels and stuff like that. It's the, um, like whenever they're transporting stuff in docking bays and whatnot, it was like the, it's like these anti-grav carts that, that they have the droids drive around. That's what this looks like. It's, it's supposed to be like a, like a shipping crate kind of thing, but uh, with the droid on the end. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, I, I can see what you mean with that, about that. That's, that's really interesting. It's cool. Yeah. I, I like it. And and so we'll talk really quickly about the stupid TSA thing because <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone on Facebook was posting, oh, TSA bans the bans the thermal detonator. Uh, first of all, the fact that it's called they the thermal didn't. detonator. Yeah. It never <laughs> but, banned it in the first place. Okay. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. When they didn't ban it too, it, it's, I, I mean, the, the, the whole reason behind it or what the, what people were claiming was that it was because they look like a hand grenade. And I mean, they do, Yeah, but, but that's not you know. the reason that they, you know, no. so one person got refused, but the reason was because it, like any other pop bottle, it, it's an oversized liquid. And that's yep. why they said they couldn't bring it on as carry on. But, you know, this got kind of, it, it kind of spread like, however, yeah. I don't know how it spread, but it, it showed up and then all of a sudden it's on all these different websites, TSA bands, thermal detonators. Uh, you know, uh, soda bottles. And, and so, you know, now they've clarified, no, you can bring them through, <laughs> you know? So um, basically they're, like you said, they're now treating them like an oversized liquid. So um, it looks like you can uh, put them in check baggage um, or if it's empty, it can be brought through as a carry on. So yeah, that's a nothing story really. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my thing. Or, or my only thing is, you know, one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a, a, a bottle of pop and throw it in my check luggage. Cause that's just asking for it. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. you know, fine. You know, I, I guess empty the thing. Cause, cause I guess why do you want to bring back a full bottle of pop? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a kind of a, it is a neat souvenir. I mean, I I like, it's a, it's a cool little souvenir, but I wouldn't bring back a full one. I, I, I drink it first, I feel like. Yeah. But as Damon said, not my problem. I drive there. So, <laughs> well, I, I fly and, uh, actually, I mean, are you going to buy one when you go? I mean, well, I, I think my, my wife said one of her coworkers collects Coke paraphernalia. So oh. I think she was planning to buy one and, and give it to him. But, but she said, she's like, you know, I'm just going to empty the thing and throw it in the luggage. I don't care. Cause <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I don't want to bring, I don't want to have a, a bottle of, uh, of soda explode in my luggage either. So yeah, there's also that. Yeah. Why would you do that? That just yeah. seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Well, so anyway. some of the other things we don't need to talk about that more. <laughs> yeah. Some of the but other things that talk about the Star Wars hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some more Star Wars hotel stuff, uh, came out. Um, and, and Damon kind of touched on the engineering room, which is like a kid's play area. Um, which is pretty, it looks pretty neat from the one picture they posted. I, um, I like it. I, I, I like the idea behind it. Like it's, it, it looks like a lot of like moving pieces and like there's crawl spaces and. Yeah, like I mean that. Pipes that was, and, yeah, pipes know. and stuff. That that looks cool. That that looks like something. They say it's a kid area, but let's be honest. I would probably spend just as much time in there. I mean, like all the kid <laughs> areas at Disney, I kind of want to spend time in because they're just like fun stuff, right? Yep. I mean, it's like I remember when they used to have when Innoventions used to have. Um, I forget what it was called, and someone's going to call me out on this. But there was a thing for a while where you could like uh, there was like you could you could like break things there was like robots and like you would push buttons and it would like you know i don't know like kick a window or something like that and you know there was all sorts of these like little kind of kid things that you could play with with like robotics and stuff like that and i was all about it Mm -hmm. or even just like colortopia colortopia that's there now i don't know if you've ever done that experience i mean that's not for adults (laughs) well but again everything at disney it's like you know i'd I don't care. I'm here. I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that looks cool. The, I, I like the, the lounge. So I don't know. Maybe somebody can tell me what Star Wars reference this is, but I don't know. But it's called the Silver Sea Lounge. Um, and you can have drinks there. And I'm guessing, you know, because this is a, a, a cruise ship type experience that they're all included. But it looks like it's also for all ages. But it also says you can play, what is it, Sabak? Is that how you say that, right? Sabak, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's basically how, chess. How, yeah, how are they going to... Oh. I thought it... Wait, is Sabak the, the card game, or is that the, the, the one that's on like the Millennium Falcon, like the little hologram game? I, my Star Wars knowledge is not up there, so... I thought... Oh. I, I, thought you might, I might be wrong on this, too. I thought Sabak was the, the chess, but yeah, that might be... Because in the picture, it looks oh, wait, like they're no. playing chess. No. They're playing uh, the card game. No, sorry, that's what they uh, that's what they play at the cantina. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how right. that's going to go. Like, how are they going to teach people how to play that? I, uh, I don't know. Also, by by the way, so you said this is called the Silver Sea. Um, you should probably emphasize that it's the letter C, not the letter C, yes. and not S E A. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I do find it interesting in this concept art that the waitress in the concept art looks to be like an alien of some sort. Um, something you'd see in a bar in Star Wars, like, you know, full makeup and prosthetics and such. It looks like there's a droid roaming around in the background. There's like an R2 unit thing in the background. Who knows if this is actually, I mean, this is concept art, right? So we don't really know what's going to happen, you know? It might not ever come to fruition like this. Yeah, I, I feel like they, they multiple times they've shown the um aliens yeah and i mean so far you know we've seen people dressed as you know like 
like that they belong there, but nobody that's actually looked like like in a full alien. Oh wait, we did. So I don't. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Because they had a guy dressed like um, the guy that's the, that's an animatronic on Smuggler's Run, and I don't know his name. I think he's from um, Yondu. The, no, not Yondu. Uh, Hondo. Yeah, Hondo yeah. They had a guy with prosthetics like out there talking. I saw a video of it, but um, that's the I, like that guy's not wandering around. He was just he was just there to do the announcement of you know for the opening day. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else about Star Wars? We should probably continue on here because we're, so, we're getting we're getting late. So, <laughs> just uh, just a quick so so that alien you're talking about is uh, it's a I'm someone's gonna roast me for this, but I, I believe the species is a, a Twi'lek, a Twi'lek. I you know all I know yeah. is that it looks like an alien that I saw in the Fifth Element. Uh, remember that movie? That was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like the, an alien from that. The it's, opera singer. Yes, it looks like yeah. the opera. Right, it looks like the opera singer from Fifth Element. Okay, I, I was more thinking like in Jabba's palace. The yeah, the yeah, I could see Twi'lek that too. people yeah. are are there, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I, I would agree with you on that. That yeah. I think Disney over designs stuff on purpose and then just kind of pairs it down as they go along. Right. So yeah. do, do like what the, the, the ideal best possible thing would be. And then, you know, see what's actually it, feasible. Exactly. <laughs> bring it down a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. You want to talk about the Skyliner thing really quick? I thought, yeah. This so, was so okay. So we're, we're, we're disconnecting from star Wars land. Yep. And star we're Wars. Now- yeah, so we're now we're going to talk about the uh, bus transportation and the Skyliner. So, um, so guests staying at the Skyliner Station Resorts will have the option of taking the bus or the gondola. Um, wait, I, I don't know. This didn't seem surprising to me, but I don't know. Uh, well, but that being said, I mean, they there are times where you know you're forced to take the monorail to like i mean don't they they don't yeah. offer buses from poly to epcot right yeah i suppose that's true i i think that's really more the exception to the rule cuz yeah probably right yeah i mean the the poly the poly or or just those three resorts around magic kingdom those are the only ones that don't offer um, I mean, obviously, because they're connected right to Magic Kingdom, they don't offer alternate transportation. And then the Epcot thing, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think that was back when they were doing the model. I, I'm sure they realized with the Skyliner is that they can't, they can't feasibly force everyone to take the Skyliner. Yeah, because people are afraid of heights or, you know, don't want to be... You know, claustrophobic. Yeah, claustrophobic. There's all sorts of reasons why they wouldn't want to ride it. But, but I, we were talking about this before where I think someone asked, like, oh, do you, I I think maybe you said this on a podcast is like, do you think that the Skyliner would make them get rid of the buses or get rid of something? I I thought somebody said it. Um, and you know, I, I think this is, you know, a good idea. It's all the above, right? The idea of this is to take some stress off the other transportation systems, the, the boats and, and the buses. So, you know, the Skyliner will help with those things. Um, but you know, there, you'll still have the option of the bus if you want to. Yeah. And I think, I think the only way they could ever completely get rid of the buses is if the Skyliner would have to be very robust. Like there would have to be it would have to be set up in such a way that the throughput on it would be, you know, super high capacity for people coming and going from the parks during open and close. And it would have to cover, like, you would have to have Skyliners going 
to multiple resorts from a single theme park. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right now it's right now it's just a as it stands right now. It, really, there, there's just like two paths that the Skyliner follows. So, so it alleviates a little bit for those resorts, but outside of that, yeah, yeah it's not sufficient for for that kind the of whole system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just thought it was interesting that they were... I mean, I figured that they would keep it, but I know a lot of people were worried about it. So so if you don't want to ride the gondolas, you don't have to. But I want to ride the gondolas. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Trust me. They opened my first day that I'm there, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I'm going to be at Animal Kingdom, but the next day I'm going to be at Epcot. Maybe we could swing over to Hollywood Studios just to try out the gondolas, you know? Right? That, that's what I'm thinking too, is I, I just want to find an excuse. Like, like maybe my... Yeah, like, like I guess maybe my thought is, you know, same for us is, you know, we're going to Hollywood Studios. Maybe we get on the monorail, go over to Epcot, walk through, uh, walk back to the uh, International Gateway, and then take the gondola over. But I know that's that's way longer than just getting on the bus. But but you got to do it. Like, the yeah. monorail's a ride. That means the gondolas are a ride, too. Okay? Everything at Disney's a ride. The <laughs> boat ride is a ride. It's all a ride. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um so let's I, really quickly here, because uh, I just I think we should try to wrap this thing up. Um, by the time you're hearing this, Club Cool will be gone, as will the Fountain of Nations. Gone. Yeah. Um, it's sad. Don't get me wrong. Poor one I, I want to propose. What, what did you say? Poor one out for Beverly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really, you know what I think they should do, and I think it would be cool if they do this. You can make the non-alcoholic version of Drink Around the World, where you put a soda at each one of that's free still at each one of the countries that's native to that country. And you can, you could still have Beverly cause that's a, what and that's an Italian one. Right. Yeah. So then you go and you just, you, you drink around the world, uh, with soda. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea, but you know, you keep your sugar up too for that long walk. Cause <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you get some exercise along the way, but Listen, Disney said that they will bring back Club Cool. It's going to relocate. I'm just interested to see where that's going to be. But um, I am sad about all this. You know, I, I'm excited for all the changes. But um, it's, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm going to be there in three weeks. There is going to be a ton of construction going on at Epcot. There's going to be so many walls up. It's going to be a train wreck. So I'm I'm sad about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I, I'm also... I know it'll be better when it's done. <laughs> exactly. I just keep exactly. telling myself that. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you have to remember. But, I mean, that the fact that whole building is going to be torn down. I also, I think I saw some reports that Disney's already removed that building from the app. Like, it's just green space now where that building was, which is crazy. And I don't know how long it's going to take them to tear it down. But I'm assuming they're going to move fairly quickly on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they don't want to waste time with getting all this stuff stood stood up again. Well, and I'm kind of, I'm also kind of surprised that they're not doing it in stages, like, you know, closing off the Fountain of Nations by itself and tearing that down and then closing off, you know, like, cause that's gonna, that's gonna make for quite a bottleneck while walking through Future World trying to get yourself to World Showcase. I, there's not gonna be a lot of room to walk. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting cause you'll like, I'll, I want to hear your take on it and then I'll have to see how it is for myself like a month later when we're there. Yeah. Cause uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. interesting for sure. Um, okay. So last topic, yeah. last topic here. Uh, do you want to talk about this one since I've been the, uh, yammering? Disney, Disney pat- patents a catapult system to make boat rides more efficient. So 
Um, the idea behind this is that, um, so, you know, like when you go on Pirates of the Caribbean or Splash Mountain or any of those boat rides is that, um, they have, you always get the boats that, you know, build up at the end of the ride and you got to wait forever for like the boats to get, um, to kind of catch up with the boat in front of them. And then they keep bumping into each other and all that. What it sounds like is that this is going to help speed up the, uh, the time it takes for those boats to go from nothing to caught up with the, the rest of the, the ride because, because the rides are all based on, on the water flow, but there's always a delay when, when you have to stop a boat, it takes a little bit for it to gather its momentum again. So it sounds like they're, they're looking at a system that'll mean that the, the whole ride will move more consistently, which means you won't have those backups at your, your loading and unloading station as much, I guess is the idea. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's definitely a good thing because there's so many boat-based rides at Disney, right? And and that is a big problem. And and I, I actually think I've read before that one of the reasons that Frozen breaks down so much is because the boats get out of sync uh, because, the you know, those boats are tied to those specific scenes. And if the boat, you know, is too slow for whatever reason, maybe you have me sitting in the front of it weighing it down, <laughs> um, you know. Well, well also... The- it's not just that, but there's also, um, there is a window on how long it's supposed to take to load a boat. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, that, that's what happens is that if it takes longer than it should, that screws up the whole system. So, so I guess for us as, you know, people riding the ride, talk to your friends, like when the ride's over, talk to your friends when you get out of the boat. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, there's been so many times where like, like on pirates, you know, you, you're standing there at the gate, it opens up. And the people in there are like, like, they're still chatting and they're still getting their stuff together and everything. It's like, you can, you have enough time leading up to where the boat undock or where you're supposed to get off the boat that you can gather up all your stuff and just, you know, pick it up and walk off. But it's like, people don't do that until, until the ride's already stopped. Like, <laughs> sorry, that, that, that's just my side rant on it is, you know, they wouldn't need the system if people would actually, you know, Pay get their butts in gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I I, the one I think of that's I feel like the worst besides Small World because every time I've ever been on Small World, I get stuck in the in the last room, Mm -hmm. and you get bump you bump the boat in front of you, and you get bumped from the boat in the back in back of you. Um, The the other one is uh, the the Three Caballeros ride too. That one is also similarly terrible, where you get wrecked by boats from both ends. Uh, Yeah, so I mean. I think this is a good thing, but I, and, and, you know, with how many boat rides there are and if that's going to, you know, make the rides more efficient and, you know, make them, uh, you know, have safety cutouts or, you know, whatever other issues less, I think that's a good thing. Um, so, but it's less wait time. Yeah. Less wait time. Right. And less uh, and more uptime. Um, so that's, that's good. Although it's funny to me that they even need this because I believe the way the boats work in the Shanghai version of Pirates of the Caribbean is kind of like this already. I think they're kind of like almost um, like a, think of them like a trackless ride, but on water. Like yeah, they where have a propeller or something in them that. Yeah, like they they yeah. don't have any like you know you're used to Pirates of the Caribbean where you're between two rails and you're just banging back and forth between the two rails. On that ride, if you've ever watched videos of it, there's no rails. You don't know where you're going to go. Um, so I, I'm surprised they even need this. Why can't they just make everything like that ride? I, I don't know. It, but. I'm thinking probably just exactly what you said is that um, because it's an older ride system, they have to yeah. accommodate to that. 
I wonder if the, cause uh, I'm thinking this would probably operate similar to, uh, um, you know how like a, like a, um, a jet ski works. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, it sucks water in and then pushes it out the back, it back to, out again. Yeah. 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 I, I wonder if there, it's going to be something like that where they kind of use that same technology to, to push the boats forward. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, it seems like there's some sort of mechanism that stops the boat. Uh, and then when, when it's, you know, when it's ready to disengage, then it catapults it forward somehow. So like you said, maybe it's, is it built into the boat? Is it something on the side of the boat? I don't know. It's interesting. Oh. I would think it would have to be built into the boat. And then, and then, like you said, you know, trackless ride systems is that you can actually sync them all up at the same time. Yeah. So, so instead of like on pirates where all the boats bang into each other is that they are all aware of each other enough that, that they stop, you know, where they need to. And then when they go, they all go at the same time. So it's not that like chain reaction or like a, it's like a traffic jam, right? Where, yeah. where the <laughs> guy at the front finally starts moving and then everybody else has to like get up to speed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a traffic pile up. So, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. anything else you want to say about that or should we, should we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Let's, let's wrap this up. Cause, right. uh, yeah, I think for, for not having a lot to talk about, we certainly, certainly talked about a lot <laughs> every time. Trust yeah. me, my wife, I don't, I don't know why we keep right kidding now. ourselves. We, we should know. know by now. We just like to talk. We do. We just like to talk. That's the yeah. problem. So go ahead. I, I wouldn't call it a problem because you know, People seem to like it. I yeah. mean, they don't seem to mind the long podcast. So exactly. All right. So, um, yeah. So any, for anything that we've talked about on this episode, or if you've got any questions or follow-ups or anything, you can email us at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we like your questions. We like, uh, as you heard, you know, we had some good discussions with some of our listeners. Um, so keep it coming guys. Uh, also, um, I will mention the Facebook group again. Uh, you guys should see that as this podcast comes out. Go to the Facebook page and look for this episode. There should be a link to the Facebook group. Hopefully, as long I, as I remember. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, I will post it. We'll, we'll make sure it gets there. We we might do it separately from yeah. the from the podcast post just so we make sure that everybody sees it. So well, but I, I think we should actually link. Like we'll have a link to, on the yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll as have well. it. There. We'll we'll have it in there. It it should be everywhere by the time you guys listen to this episode <laughs> exactly, exactly um also yeah so uh, as usual on social media um you can find us on facebook as welcome home podcast uh we we're fairly active on there we like talking to you guys uh if you have twitter um you can subscribe to us at, at welcome home pod instagram welcome home pics those both feed from our facebook page so you still get all the you know the pictures and, and all that kind of stuff from uh from our facebook feed uh, also, if you would like to look at some merchandise, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, you can check out our shirts. Um, like you said earlier, Tom, I guess uh, pins are going to be showing up on there, and maybe we'll have to design uh, the golden button. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, <laughs> think, we might have to do that. Yep. <laughs> I, I think there's a couple of things we need to, to, to look at for this. But yeah, so so if you guys want merch, go go and have a look at our store and and uh, you guys should see some new designs coming up in the future here as well as we get time. We keep saying that, but uh, and I know there haven't been any new ones, but there will be. I promise well, someday. <laughs> I mean, it's we we really we're really fairly new with this, so it's yeah. uh, it'll come. Um, I, I already have some ideas in my head. It's just finding the time to get them down on paper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, uh, as usual, uh, we do like the reviews. Uh, so whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or whatever. 
um, please leave us a review because uh, we do see those. We do read them. Um, we like to hear your feedback and we also like it because it helps other people find the podcast as well because the more reviews and the more positivity we get uh, makes it other, easier for other people to find the podcast who may be looking for a Disney Parks and DVC podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, definitely review us. And, of course, don't for- forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC. That one is us. Uh, of course, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please contact a uh, DVC member, a uh, Disney cast member for anything we talked about today, uh, you know, to get confirmation of that. Um, huge thank you to a DVC rental store. We appreciate them sponsoring this episode uh, and, and being a partner of ours. We, uh, you know, please check them out if you need to rent your points or you want to want to rent some points. Uh, of course, join us next time for more Disney parks discussion and, uh, you know, DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Really?